Hi, this is Sandy Johnson from Halloween, and you're listening to Horror Homeschool. Hello, welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How are you, Ashley? I'm good. I just ate um, some breakfast tacos that were delicious. Oh, jealous. I've just eaten some um, vegetarian corn dinosaurs, which were average. (laughs) You know, like, do you have, like, turkey dinosaurs over there? You know, like, in a shape. Yeah. Oh, we we have the, the dino nuggets and... We yeah, actually have yeah. uh, the state of Texas shaped nuggets <laughs> at our grocery store and in my freezer right now because I had to have those. <laughs> Kevin yeah, rolled well... his eyes at me whenever I was like, I have to have these. So I, had, I got that and then macaroni and cheese. I was like a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had um, those vegetarian dinosaur things, which were okay. But I'm jealous of your tacos. Yeah, but they all had meat in them, so you can't you wouldn't have been able to eat them. That's cool. We'll just put some vegetarian meat in there. <laughs> you can make me some when I visit. I'll try. I have made some before. It's not bad. Tofu yeah. is the one thing that I have a hard time cooking. Yeah, tofu is quite difficult to cook. Um, I don't eat a lot of tofu at all, actually. I just eat a lot of, uh, well, it's, uh, it's a brand name, Quorn. Do you have it over there? Sounds um, familiar. It's, it's basically like anything you can think of meat wise they just do it vegetarian you're like yeah bacon, we have chicken whatever morning star that's a brand morning name. star yeah isn't that like satan's name yes <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> are they trying to suggest that being vegan is the devil like i don't know but i, I saw a talk the other day that it was this lady or was it a lady or some person was all like shouldn't be vegan look at this look at this brand it's morning star that means that being vegan is evil <laughs> i love that we've been talking about like normal shit for about 30 seconds and we managed to turn it back to horror um, I know. quite appropriate um yeah but uh i don't want to sort of make you jealous but i'm gonna talk about uh the horror con that i've been I'm, to the past weekend cry, so because <laughs> you could just put me on mute while i'm bawling my eyes out <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously we're here to talk about Halloween Kills, but I've just got to nerd out about this because we've not really, well, we've not spoken on the phone about it yet. Um, we haven't barely spoken about anything this whole week. No, <laughs> no, because we we haven't spoken about Halloween Kills at all. At all. We wanted to leave our reactions a surprise for the podcast live, um, but we'll get to that. Yeah, I'll I'll talk about Horicon first. So, um yeah, for those of you who don't know, I attended a horror convention last weekend in Manchester in England. 
Uh, it's called For the Love of Horror. Um, it's a convention organized by Monopoly Events, and I've been to each one they've done so far. They started off in Liverpool, and they've moved to like a bigger and better venue in Manchester now. Um, and this one, I'd say, was possibly the best, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I had a couple of like bucket list moments that I'm still like reeling from. Um, the main one, of course, was meeting the original Ghostface Killers from Scream, Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> Um, two hilarious and beautiful human beings like they couldn't have been nicer guys to meet it was an absolute dream um, and it was funny because when I was in the um, the queue to meet them doing the photo op um, I also got to see a proposal happen right in front of me um, this lesbian couple that were waiting right, right before me uh, they went they got their picture taken and then one of them just got down on one knee and I was just like oh my god like, and I was already like a nervous wreck. So when that happened, I got all like weepy and emotional. I was oh. like, oh, it's so beautiful. And then like, they were, I like, would have too, man. They're like, Net, you're next. And I was like, oh my God, it's like wiping away the tears. <laughs> like, holy fuck. But um, yeah, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. And then after that, they did um, a Q&A panel. And it was the best panel I've ever seen. Like, they literally put on a performance and like owned the stage. Like, Usually, like, my friend Ben, he's the compare at these events. He interviews people, like, sat down on the stage. But it was literally just Skeet and Matthew walking around the stage with the mics on their own, just asking the question, um, getting questions from the crowd and just performing for us. And it was just fucking incredible. Wow, <laughs> like, what kind um, of questions did they answer? Well, I mean, obviously about the movie, of course. but um, Yeah, I mean, I got loads of Scream trivia, but I think I'll save that for the next episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was fascinating and so entertaining. And they were also both drinking pints of beer throughout the entire day. Uh, just absolute legends. Um, speaking of legends, I also got to meet the legendary Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins! From Halloween 3. Um, and he, he was just an absolute gentleman and such a sweet man. Um, I chatted to him at his table and told him all about Horror Homeschool. And Aww. how much we love Halloween 3. And we talked about it for like an hour and a half. And he agreed to record us an intro for the pod. Um, which I sent <laughs> over to you as soon as it happened. Oh my god. <laughs> like, dude, check this out. You won't believe it. Um, when, I, when I get excited, I sometimes do the, <laughs> the grudge noise. Is that what, is it from That's the terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I did that whenever you said that over to me. I just get excited. <laughs> oh, I was, I was so excited. Um, it was quite surreal, actually, even just to hear him say horror homeschool. And I was like, this is, this Did is you get goosebumps? like, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> and then um, after I met him at the table, then I had a photo shoot with him um, after his panel that he did. Uh, and his panel was great. It was like story time with your grandpa or something. Like it was just mm-hmm. absolutely delightful. I could have listened to him f- talk for hours. Um, even treated us to a rendition of the Silver Shamrock commercial theme song. Like, oh my God. <laughs> someone asked him how many days till Halloween, and he just started doing it. It was so oh. good. Sounds <laughs> um, adorable. Yeah. <laughs> then I met Sandy Johnson, who played Judith Myers in the original Halloween. She awesome. also recorded us an intro, uh, which I'm going to put at the start of this episode. I thought it'd be appropriate. Yes. But she was still gorgeous and gracious and very generous with her time. 
Um, and she also had a husband with her who was also very sweet. And he was wearing a T-shirt that said, luckiest man in the world. Um, and Abby told him that she loved his shirt and she was going to get me one to wear. Oh, <laughs> that's adorable. Yeah. Um, and then I met, a couple so of, I met a couple of the Friday 13th actors who you won't know yet as you've not seen the movies. But they also recorded intros for us. What? Yeah. Oh, so... that's so exciting. You didn't tell me. <laughs> I know. I saved that for the pod. Um, but I'll put those intros at the start of our Friday, Friday the 13th episodes oh, so coming next year. Uh, but yeah, I met Adrian King, who played Final Girl Alice in the very first Friday the 13th. And Tom Matthews, who played Final Guy, Tommy Jarvis, in my favourite Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. And they were both lovely people and a joy to meet. Um, so awesome. Also, loads of other awesome guests at the con, including Tim Curry, who I saw in person just by complete chance. Like, mm-hmm. me and Abby were taking pictures on the Rocky Horror Lips couch thing. Did you see that picture we took? Mm-hmm. And he was just there. And, like, it, I think he was, like, going to um, he was going to the place where they were getting their pictures taken. And it was just so surreal. Like, the Rocky Horror soundtrack was playing in the background and everything. <laughs> I was like, this is so cool. So, real quick, I have a confession to make. I've never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, wow. I, mean, I know. I know all about my, it. It's one of my absolute favorites, but I love musicals. Do you? I like some musicals. Yeah? Like I, musical I know the music of off, of, off of this, too. <laughs> but yeah. I never actually sat down and watched it. And uh, But yeah, I did see a lot of pictures of, you know, tons of people that I follow online that had pictures taken with him yeah yeah unfortunately he's in a bad way because of the stroke he had a few years back yeah um so it's really sad but what was really cool was apparently he was really enjoying himself like he had a blast that's so um, awesome that he still does that stuff yeah yeah it's like you'd think like after something like that you sort of want to hide away and like just not go anywhere oh, this dude's sure. still traveling the world and I don't think it's just because of the money. Like, I think he genuinely loves traveling and meeting his fans. Because, like, every person who I spoke to who met him, like, and got a picture taken, they were like, he was just, like, a, a joy to meet. And he was so happy and, like, loved meeting us, you know, so. I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and there were other cast members from Rocky Horror there as well. Um, a few of them were up on stage actually like performing the time warp which was again surreal to see (laughs) Um, uh, some of the guys from Scary Movie were there Uh, Uh, I love that movie (laughs) Officer Doofy was there (laughs) in full costume and acting in full character oh my god like all weekend like he never broke character he was just walking around asking everyone to smell his finger and everything like (laughs) it was just (laughs) insane um Oh, and I also saw um, Felissa, is it Felissa Rose? Is that her name? The, the girl from Sleepaway Camp? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I didn't know what her yeah, name was. No, I'm sorry. The, the main girl in, in yeah. um, Sleepaway Camp, she was That's there. That's awesome. And she was such a cool guest because, like, she was just, she's a huge horror fan. So it's just her life. Like, she does the con life and she loves it and she loves meeting fans and, What's so funny is, like, in that movie, which I only just watched uh, the other day, uh, which we'll probably do a pod on because I've got a lot to say about it. Yes. (laughs) Um, But in that movie, she plays a character who is pretty much mute 
for the most of the movie, like she doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and in real life, she is like the most outgoing, talkative, like she just doesn't shut up. Like, oh, <laughs> that's so cute. So it's funny. Um, but yeah, she was awesome. I watched her panel. And um, yeah, I mean, I, that, I guess that's all my bragging out of the way. Uh, <laughs> do you have any questions for me or should I just I shut mean, up how how many times did you just want to break down and cry oh well I was I was close to just like losing it before I met Skeet and Matthew oh I would too I just I got I had one of them fight or flight moments where I was just like I just don't know if I can wait in this queue anymore. The tension's too much. Like, oh my <laughs> you know God. what I mean? Like... Uh, Kevin saw the picture of you and he was like, man, that guy is, he's having the time of his life. He's just pure, <laughs> pure joy in yeah, that picture. I, I was like, yep. Yeah, I totally was just beaming because like, and what was so sweet was that they put me so at ease. Like, you know, when you just meet, when you meet someone and instantly you just feel relaxed and like at ease. Because I was like so on edge, like about to meet them. And I was just like, obviously the proposal happened. I was an emotional wreck. I was like, oh my God. And then I just went up to them and they're just like, all right, man, how's it going? And both like fist bumped them both. And it was just so relaxing. I was just like, oh, it's it's an honor to meet you both. You know, I I love Scream. It's my favorite movie. And and they were just like so cool with me. And I was just like, ah. That's so <laughs> awesome. so sick. Uh, but yeah. Oh, next time. You've got to come to one of them. Like, uh, yeah, I would love you, to. You and Kevin, you need to come over here and go to For the Love of Horror because we would have the best fucking time. Oh, my God. We would nerd out so much. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, um, but, yeah, sh- shall we get into the movie? Yeah, let's do it. Um, also, what has just dropped recently was the Scream trailer. I think we should probably save our reaction of the Scream trailer for the next episode when we do Scream. Okay. And um, if all goes well, we've got a special guest as well, our first special guest. Oh, yeah. Um, who knows a lot about Scream and is probably the biggest fan I know next to you, me, and Ryan Horn. Um, oh, so and excited. she has a lot of a lot of theories about who the killer is in the next Scream and stuff like that. So, yeah, fingers crossed that all goes well and we get her on awesome. the pod. Um, but for now, for this pod, let's talk about a little movie called Halloween Kills, <laughs> released last week on Friday the 15th of October 2021. After a one-year delay due to COVID, it's finally here, and we've both watched it twice. I watched it <laughs> twice. I like. We've both watched yeah. it twice. Um, just a, a couple of little facts before we get into it. I couldn't help myself, I'm sorry. That's um, okay. <laughs> I, know I, t- I know I told you you were doing the trivia again, but Halloween Kills killed at the box office on opening weekend with a new horror record of 50.4 million dollars at the north american box office surpassing its projected 35 million Um, despite having aired simultaneously on nbc's streaming app peacock uh, which we don't have in the uk so we had to go to the cinema to see it but yeah i just thought that was so sick that it did so well Um, it says here in this article from the la times by contrast 20th Century Studios' The Last Jewel tanked at the North American box office this weekend, earning a measly $4.8 million despite its certified fresh 86% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Halloween Kills scored a dismal 39%. <laughs> so 
just goes to show you're only as good as your marketing team. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Halloween Kills, directed by David Gordon Green, written by Scott Teams, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green. So they switched up one of the writers on this one. So Scott Teams is in place of Jeff Fradley. Whether that worked or not for you is entirely subjective. Um, <laughs> so the synopsis, possibly the shittest synopsis I've heard yet. Um, <laughs> here it is. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. I mean, that's just uh, a statement. That's a statement. It's not a synopsis. It's <laughs> like not a synopsis it gives, at all. It gives like zero detail into anything about the film. Um, <laughs> but maybe I'm too hard on it because how else would you sum up the film, I guess? Um, yeah. So before we dive into what we thought about the film, do you have some trivia for us, Ashley? I do, I do, and it's not that great. <laughs> okay, uh, before uh, you do that, just in case, uh, listeners, this is also your oh, yeah. spoiler warning. If you have not seen this movie, pause this podcast, go and watch it, and come back and join us. It's in cinemas right now, or if you're in America, you can watch it in the comfort of your own home on Peacock. Um, I've heard they're doing a free trial right now, so that's a no-brainer. You know, just go watch Halloween mm-hmm. Kills and cancel it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what okay. have you got? Let's see here. Man, I can't, I'm just upset that none of these are as good as the first Halloween. You know, that one had just the best trivia. Even when we watched the... uh... I'm going to let you do Scream trivia. How about that? Oh, God, why? Because I'm going to nerd out. (laughs) Well, because you'll get some really great facts Uh, there. Well, watching uh, the movies that made us and watching Halloween, I Mm. learned so much new stuff. Oh, speaking about the movies that made us, there's a dude that was on that. I've not watched it yet, but he's like um, a horror expert. Yeah, a horror expert. He's called, called like Sean something. Yeah, I think, and he does um, he does a show called Horrors Hallowed Grounds, where he visits all the locations from all the horror movies. Oh, that's um, sick. And I bumped into him at Horrorcon, um, like literally seconds after meeting Skeet and Matthew. Oh like, wow. I, 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 he was he was there. I don't know what he was doing there. Oh, actually, I do. Uh, it was revealed later on. Um, he's traveling around with Tom Atkins because uh, he was on stage with him. He was helping him out, sort of translate um, Ben's Scouse accent that he couldn't understand. <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah, he's basically like really good mates with Tom Atkins, um, and he he did all like um, you know visited the Santa Mira. Well, the uh, what's that place called? The real place, the real Santa Mira, um, Halloween three. I don't remember. I, I want to say Lo, I want to say Lolita, something like that. I know but we yeah. talked about it, but I can't remember. I'm sorry. Um, he did that, and I saw him on the Blu-ray extras from Halloween three. So I just recognised him, and <laughs> I just had my picture taken. I was a nervous wreck, like, and bumped into him, and all I could say was, "You're that horror guy," and he goes. <laughs> I am that horror guy. <laughs> and he was like, here, have some stickers. And I've got them right here. He, he gave me a sticker for uh, Horrors, Hallowed Grounds. And then he was like, I'm, I've got a podcast called The Thing With Two Heads. Oh, here you go. It says his name is Sean Clark. Um, and I was like, oh, I've got a podcast too. It's called Horror Homeschool. <laughs> I was like, just Google it. And he was like, oh, DM me um, and I'll have a listen. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um but yeah, it was just really random. Just bumped into that hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, go on. It's okay. You. Okay, so <laughs> um, in the beginning, one of my favorite scenes 
the there was actual firefighters in those scenes. I don't think it's you know the ones that actually died, but there were they had uh, firefighters from uh, Air Force base around there. Oh, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and that's cool. And to go along with that, did you see that they had somebody had started a petition to take out that scene because firefighters are heroes, <laughs> and I'm like, Michael Myers killed a child like <laughs> yeah there's no petition i'm like what is, to stop killing what is children <laughs> and i'll get more into that later okay <clears throat> so uh and then jamie lee curtis repri- repri- is it reprises reprises i think it's reprised yeah reprised her, her role for a sixth time one more than donald pleasance pleasant pleasance oh pleasance i think i can't yeah. i can't talk today i'm sorry <laughs> It's a good job you're not recording a podcast or anything. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> um, the cool opening scene for the 12 Pumpkins yeah. is uh, just saying that it's the 12th installment of the Halloween franchise. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't Isn't even it? realize. That's I really awesome. liked that that opening sequence, too. Oh, that man. Was... Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that in a bit, but yeah. yes. Fantastic um, opening. So Halloween 2018 was 40 years after Halloween 1978. Halloween Kills is 40 years after Halloween 2. And the next one, Halloween Ends, is forty is going to be 40 years after Halloween 3. Oh, that's cool. Um, the citizens banding together is similar to the Halloween 4, mm-hmm. where they go to protect Jamie Lloyd. Yep, I thought that straight um, away. Nick Castle was weirded out by the sound of his own breathing. He said he didn't even recognize his own appearance when he saw himself. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> well, I've got something to add to that, actually. Um, okay. This is my uh, only piece of trivia that I wanted to interject. But, um, yeah, the original shape, Nick Castle, he had a cameo in this movie where he was sat at the dresser in his sister's old room, but it got cut. Um, the scene was in the trailer, but not in the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember seeing it in the trailer, but I do. Uh huh. That was one of like the alarm bells that started ringing when I saw that. I was like, oh, I'm not. I've seen that, and I'm glad it got cut because I hate seeing Michael sat down for some reason. Like it just, he seems like vulnerable and not like this badass, like you know, force of yeah, nature. Like because when he's standing Michael up, Michael doesn't sit down. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> he he sleeps standing up. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I, I hated seeing him sat down at the end of Halloween 6 uh, when he gets... Have you seen Halloween 6? You have, right? I have, but only one time, so I barely remember it. We're going to watch them, though. I mean, soon. yeah, it, it's it's not a spoiler, but he gets captured and he's, he's sat in the jail cell, like, playing with his chains. And I've always just hated that Ew, scene. That I sounds just thought, weird. It's just, he looks just, like, so vulnerable, and I hate seeing Mikey look vulnerable. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, however, even though Castle was cut from the movie, he was still in it as he provided the breathing noises for Michael. So that that was pretty cool. Like, I even did notice that some of his grunts and the mask breathing sounded the same as the original. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my little piece to add to that. <laughs> um, Michael McDonald. This is from... Um, who sent me this? Ryan sent this ryan horn yeah shout uh, out ryan horn that michael mcdonald has been killed both by the shape and the actor michael myers 
Yes. Or Mike Myers. Sorry. Yes, I got that a, a bit later on. I was going to tell you about that. Um, but but yeah, he was killed by Austin Powers. Um, mm-hmm. when he got steamrolled very slowly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so That's yeah, that was right. pretty sick. Um, Loomis was not uh CGI or anything. It was no. complete makeup, and the oh, voice yes. was. Uh, the same guy that did the voice in 2018 in the recording. Yes. Oh, Inc- incredibly well done. Like, I I'm was, so, Kevin so glad. Kevin and I just, like, looked at each other and were like, what the heck? <laughs> it's incredible. I'm it so was. glad that they didn't do, like, a Star Wars CGI thing, you know, where it they, like... It would have been weird. CGI the face, because that always looks a bit off, like, Uncanny Valley. It doesn't quite look right. But the fact that they got, like, a lookalike and put prosthetics on him... Yeah. And then a, a, a sound alike on top of it. I was like, whoa. Like, yeah, it, was it was weird. Freaky. I was like, that, it was so fucking well done. Um, let's see. The, the producer wanted to have uh, Danielle Harris in the movie, but he couldn't get them to all vote on it. Yeah, I wanted oh. Danielle Harris at the con, but she didn't turn up <laughs> <laughs> next year. Uh, the logo for the hospital was taken directly from halloween 2 mm-hmm. did you know Sorry. about the um the myers house how it um it was all built on a sound stage yeah um because yeah. i had to do a bit of research on that because i was desperate to know whether it was the actual real one that's still there the oh, yeah. chiropractor's office now i thought wouldn't that be cool if they used the same one but obviously um you know for shooting purposes uh it would yeah. be very difficult to you know craft craft scenes uh around a, a working chiropractor's office. <laughs> um, kick them out. But they did. I thought they did a great job of... Oh, I did. I like, thought they did a great job. would not know. Too. Like, if, if you if if you would have told me, like, oh, yeah, that's the same that's the same Myers house, I would have gone, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, I would so not know. Awesome. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. I mean, okay. there's not, not much going on. and Not yet. Maybe we'll find out more later on, but yeah. that's for right now. That was cool. There's some cool little bits in that I didn't know. Um, okay, so let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, what What are your initial thoughts on this one? So anytime somebody asked me after I saw it, I said I both loved it and hated it at the same time. <laughs> Honestly, like, I think I think we're going to line up on this one because... Honestly, I thought this movie was a hot mess, but I kind of loved it. Uh, I <laughs> and watching it the second time, I was like, okay, uh, this is gonna be something that I'm gonna watch a few times. Like I'm gonna have this in a rotation. I'm like, yes, it's, it's... <laughs> I'm exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, There's I loved so it much... even more on second watch. There's so much to hate. There's so much to hate. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's got its problems, but in all honesty, I had a fucking blast with it. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, yeah. it's got like tight action sequences, terrific suspense, characters and humor that I really did like in this one. Um, does it bring anything new to the table as far as the Strode story goes? No. Mm-mm. Is it a mindless, enjoyable watch? Hell yes, Kinda, I think yeah. so. <laughs> like, sure, it was like a bit hokey and the script was a bit weak in parts, but... I just found it such a fun ride. Like, I love the way that it's directed more like a classic horror movie more than a modern one. Mm-hmm. Like, I got a lot of my wishes 
in this. Like, and in my eyes, it made a lot of improvements on the last one. Um, yeah, I definitely liked it than 2018. Definitely. Yeah, I think there was like some ideas thrown in, like at Michael, that we hadn't even seen yet. You know, mm-hmm. 40 years later, which honestly I think is commendable and impressive. Um, and structurally, this movie's way different than 2018. Like, mm-hmm. while that movie like takes its time, this movie happens at lightning fast pace. Like the pacing yeah. was great. Like it felt like a really short hour and 45. It just flies by. And I think it's a real easy watch. Um, obviously, there's some terrific kills. Like, I was just uh, grinning all the way through. Uh, um, so, uh, so amazing. Just every single time, my, my jaw would just drop. And yeah. Drop. <laughs> and I'm like, and the whole theater would just gasp. <gasps> yeah, it was so funny. I don't know about you, but um, ours, uh, my, my show that I went to was sold out showing. And mm, 19... Too, yeah. 99% of the audience were total normies, like not horror fans at all. What? Mostly like with the date, you know, a lad taking a girl for a date or something or a bunch of girls that just went because they think it's funny to go see a horror movie, you know. Like, yeah. And I could tell from the reactions that this was either their first horror film they'd seen or like they just were not um, up for watching this kind of horror at all. Oh, really? <laughs> and it was funny. really funny. And because, and they were all just like pricks as well. They were on the phones and, and talking all the way through, Mm-mm. which obviously, if there's if there's one person in the audience doing that, I will say something. But literally, everyone around me, I, I went on my own. So everyone around me was doing it. And I was just like, well, there's nothing I can do. Like, <laughs> if I say, I can't say, can you stop talking, put, put your phone away, because everyone was doing it. So I just accepted it and just laughed when they got scared. Um, and I had fun. <laughs> that's funny yeah we i like to go to movie theaters where they literally will kick you out if you're on your phone oh i would love that there's a couple movie theaters here that literally they'll have it on the um Mm -hmm. announcements like get off your phone you'll get a warning if you continue you will be kicked out with no refund that sounds like my dream yeah i want to go to like a cinema that's like a police state <laughs> but no, you can do what the fuck you want in Southport yeah, View. It's just would, a, it's just free for all. You would love uh, Alamo Draft House, cause like, and then on top of that, they also play like. So uh, I saw this one where this person got kicked out, and then they called the the company and left this really long voicemail, and they played the voicemail before a movie, <laughs> saying, you know, we don't care, you know, that you got kicked out with a refund. Don't talk. Don't text. Yeah. And don't walk around. Well, they do this like big announcement before the film comes on. Like John Boyega is on screen, like doing this advert for like, oh, you know, phones are bad. Put your phone away and enjoy the movie, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. everyone just like laughs at it or talks over it. And it's just like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Like you pay to get the cinema to like watch a movie, not fuck around with your friends. But whatever, rant yeah. over. So. Let's talk about the storyline and then we can go into what we loved and hated about it. Okay. So the storyline is as follows. The Halloween night when Michael Myers returned isn't over yet. Minutes after Laurie Strode, her daughter Karen and granddaughter Allison left masked monster Michael Myers caged and burning in Laurie's basement. Laurie is rushed into the hospital with life-threatening injuries, believing she has finally killed she has finally killed her lifelong tormentor. But when Michael Myers manages to free himself from Laurie's trap, his ritual bloodbath resumes. As Laurie fights her pain and prepares to defend herself against him, 
She inspires all of Haddonfield to rise up against their unstoppable monster. The Strode women join a group of other survivors of Michael's first rampage to decide to take matters into their own hands, forming a vigilante mob that sets out to hunt Michael down once and for all. And that's pretty much it. So as far as the story goes, it's pretty weak and nothing special. But Mm -hmm. it also is a perfect setup for a good old-fashioned fun-as-fuck slasher movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's a a script written by a superfan. Again, what I said about H4O. But in this case, I think it paid off. Um, Maybe that new writer, like, reined David Gordon Green in a bit and brought some new ideas. Um, There were, like, minimal fan service parts and homages and the ones that they did, like, I could totally deal with and accept because there weren't as many and they weren't, like, shoved down your throat every five minutes. Right. Um, So I thought we'd talk about this movie a bit differently to how we usually do. For the first time, I actually sat down and made notes while watching the movie. Um, Mm. So how about we talk about it in the order it unfolds? And then we okay. can address. That's how I everything. usually write my notes. Yeah. So, <laughs> is this what we were meant to do all along? <laughs> Probably. No, um, I don't know. But yeah, I thought. Well, then we can address what we liked and what we didn't as as the movie goes on. You know, because mm-hmm. there is a lot to address. I didn't want to jump around too much. Um. So, the movie opens with Cameron discovering Hawkins lying on the ground, injured after the new Loomis stabs him and takes Michael to Laurie's house in the last movie. Um. Yeah, you know, which is okay. That's fine. Um, do you have anything to say about that opening scene? Well, he still annoyed me at that point. Yeah, I'm I mean, so glad he died so horribly, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But no, I mean, I was actually happy to see that um, he didn't, the, what is it, Hawkins? Hawkins. Yeah, yeah Hawkins yeah. didn't die. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but what was really good about that is that it leads onto the Hawkins story. Mm-hmm. So we get the we get flashback the flashbacks, scene, yes. which was fucking gorgeous. Okay, so I wanted to know if you if you liked him, because I liked oh, him. Oh, I loved I, it. It was probably my favourite thing about the film. Yeah, it was one of the things great that I was worried about most, mm-hmm. if you remember me saying. Um, but I just thought they were beautiful. Like I loved how they managed to capture the same feel and vibe as 78, mm-hmm. like with the soft focus and the score and the, the way they did the shots and the cinematography, the colours, even like the styling and the acting. Yeah. Like it was just so spot on. It took me off guard. I was like, whoa, okay, this this is exactly what I want. Um, and I liked how it showed uh, why Lonnie was a bully because he was like bullied himself. Oh, those kids, those kids were so ugly. I'm sorry, <laughs> but those kids were hideous. <laughs> Like, they were like, what? right, let's cast the ugliest children we could possibly the find. Children. Preferably redheads. <laughs> but yes, it does it does give you a background on why Lonnie was mean to yeah. to uh Tommy. Yeah, because the bullies are the bullies being bullied. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um and I, I loved Lonnie's encounter with Michael. Oh, Absolutely no. loved it. Just it was one of those like well, it was like a, a childhood thing, isn't it? Where like you see something scary and you, you hide your head and you want it to go away. And then when you look, it's gone. It's like, it was so well done. Yeah. <laughs> and the then when he's that... like, it was the boogeyman, you can see on his face that he yeah. was like, oh my God, that's what I said earlier. <laughs> yeah. 
And like I said before, I mean, it was so great to see the Myers house again, but this time, like, you know, in its original form from 78. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved how much the Myers house was featured in this. Like, yeah, me too. It goes full circle. Like, you know, it ends, like, standing in Judith's room, like, back where it all started mm-hmm. at the beginning of 78. Like, and that shot where it, where Michael's standing outside with Loomis behind him and he's at gunpoint and it, it zooms out. I don't know if you noticed, but that's the exact same shot of when he killed Judith and his parents come back to the house. Yeah. It, zoom, it zooms out and then the credits start. And that is just genius. You know, and again, I'm probably going to get people going, yeah, but you don't like the fan servicey stuff. But that worked perfectly because it was like mirroring in a very clever way and effective way. Yeah, and it wasn't just like um, blatantly just mm-hmm. copying it. Yeah. Um, Something that I didn't like, though, was that they showed the dead dog. Oh, like, no, I did not like that either. All of these years of leaving it up to our own imagination. Yeah, like, like can we not? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, I liked Officer Hawkins, um, and I liked introducing him. Uh, you know, he got his past... Uh, connection to that night and to his relationship with Laurie and to Michael and mm-hmm. um, I just thought it was a clever little little bit to the story just thrown in there you know yeah um Kevin had a really good question he he asked why if so the scene where he comes out and all the cops have their guns around him mm-hmm. and Loomis is about to shoot him he Kevin was just like, well, why didn't he k- kill all those police officers? He knew he could. Yeah, I thought about that too, and I've been trying to cover up the plot hole to make it seem cool again. Um, <laughs> what I'm thinking is, okay, so Loomis shot him six times. Six right? times! He shot him six times. So he's obviously fucked up from that, um, and he just didn't have the strength to fight back i i don't know i don't know maybe maybe he was just fulfilled for the night or something yeah maybe maybe he was like all right well i've you know i've had fun this halloween night you know i'll go i'll go with these guys see what's up (laughs) i don't know i don't know i'm sure there's plenty of online theories but i don't like to look into it too much because it was far too cool for a plot hole for me <laughs> yeah no we don't you know? get too much into it uh, because um, obviously we you know we get the part at the very end where he gets beat down and then he gets back up again um like that chumbawamba song but and you're like <laughs> well why didn't he do that at 78 you know i guess you know well, the argument uh, here's, a, here's a quick theory um is maybe he didn't get enough fear that night and so he wasn't strong enough because hmm. the theory is that he even um jamie lee curtis says it that the more fear he consumes or whatever mm. the stronger he gets so yeah maybe, maybe with the kid fear or the teenage fear he didn't get enough yeah that, that's like a superhuman boogeyman i was gonna say that but that goes into getting into the supernatural and mm-hmm. blah 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 and so you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, but... Loomis was just phenomenal. Oh yeah, uh, it just took me off guard, and I was just like, "This is incredible." I didn't expect it, and it's just what I want. Um, but yeah, the voice and the prosthetics and the acting was just spot on. Um, they just totally nailed it. Um, I know it was wild. 
I mean, that whole flashback opening scene was just phenomenal to me. Um, and Arian Armstrong, who played the shape in those scenes, did an incredible job. Yeah. Like, it just, it wasn't, it was Nick Castle. Like, it just, it, he nailed 78 Michael. He just did such a good job. I love that scene when he just he came at the police officer in the window, like, where he's just stood there and he goes, uh, Haddonfield, but nothing exciting ever happened. And yeah, he doesn't get, doesn't get to finish his sentence. And Michael just fucking rushes him. I was like, whoa, here he is. Like, this is sick. I know. Such a great, great fucking scene. And the mask looked amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty impressed by it too. So good. Um, and then we get the opening credits as as when we pan out and Michael's about to get captured and the, and the opening credits start and it's beautiful. The score is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fact that they've added those like choir voices in, it just sounds haunting. And then the visuals with like the multiple burning pumpkins is just stunning. Um, and I love that the first pumpkin's eyes start to bleed, like nice little nod to Halloween too. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it's one of my favorite opening credits in any of the Halloween movies, next to the original. Wow! Um, yeah, I, I guess I could see that. In Halloween sure. Four as well, but I just I love it so much. Uh, the flashback scenes and the opening credits were like the major highlights for me, uh, besides all the gnarly kills, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but once those awesome opening credits are over, then things start to go downhill. Yep. Um, <laughs> The bar scene. Oh, so we're, re- it. we're reintroduced to loads of returning characters from the original 1978 movie. Lindsay Wallace, uh, Marion Chambers, Lonnie Elam, and the village idiot Tommy Doyle, and a whole load of exposition and hand holding backstory for all the normies who haven't seen the first one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I say, 99% of the audience in the cinema probably hadn't seen 1978. Um, but yeah, aside from all the heavy exposition and and all that, it was a weird, really weird like tonal shift. Yes. And the, and the first signs of it feeling like a B movie, like well, did you get that vibe? Yeah. Yeah. Just it was weird. I was like, okay, strange. This is a strange start to the film after that incredible opening. Um, I didn't care for them to bring back the characters. I just didn't really, like, I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. Like, maybe one or two would have been fine. Like, if it was, like, Tommy and um, was, Lindsay, was Lindsay mm. that would have been fine. Yeah, but then it's, like, the the random nurse. Like, <laughs> I, That's what I was like. You know what I mean? where, where did she come from? Like, <laughs> How do they know her? Yeah, exactly. Like, did they yeah. post online? Like, did you have... <laughs> an interaction with michael myers join our group yeah well it seems like tommy's like define his life the same way that laurie has as well yeah well it seems like they all did really yeah i mean it it was odd it was the first signs for me when i thought oh not sure now do you know what i mean (laughs) but then then we're shifted back into another gear where it's pure hollywood horror action movie and that's so the firefighter scene. And I loved this. Like, oh, I loved it so much. I thought the whole sequence was so well done. Like the cinematography and the choreography was brilliant. Oh. And 
here we see just how brutal Michael is going to be in this movie. Like, he is so pissed off. Like, <laughs> and this is the uh, first taste of the amount of graphic violence and gore we're going to get in this movie. Yeah, I liked, um, I just thought it was weird that he was hiding in the gun um, safe area. Like, that wall opens up and the cops, let, I mean, the firefighters like, what? Yeah. <laughs> A bit, well, he was he was sheltering from the fire, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he, no, I know. I just thought that was kind of waited cool. in there. He could have waited that out. Yeah, it was it was clever, and a, a real oversight from Laurie, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that whole scene—it was almost like watching a dance, kind of. Yeah, it was it was so well done, and I liked uh, the POV as well. When, oh like, yeah, when the, the firefighters yeah, got killed, on. and then it, when he was on the ground, you got to see parts of it from his like helmet. Yes um but yeah it was it was great um and again like when uh i think one of the firefighters like starts with like a circular saw or something yeah that was a um, uh homage or a pay to uh evil dead oh yeah that's what yeah, kevin yeah. said at least he said that that was very close to yeah to definitely. a evil dead but when he like started ripping into the firefighter and turned it on him, like the whole cinema went, oh, <laughs> and I just laughed. I was like, brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. I was on the edge of my seat a lot of the times. Like, <laughs> so in the beginning, so we went to a movie theater where you get food. Um, mm. So I, I was sitting there eating pizza, had my friends oh, around nice. me, and then was seeing Michael Myers destroy these firefighters. <laughs> I was like, I'm in heaven, right? <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want in life, really? You like Kevin was next to me enjoying his pizza, and we were just sitting there, just yeah, it's great. Brilliant. Um, so after that great scene, then we're at the hospital, and a quick change of like a tone quick and pace. change, yeah. Um, we're introduced to another original character, Officer Brackett, Nancy's father, mm-hmm. and we see Allison and Karen. Um, briefly grieve over peanut butter penis, um, <laughs> which is done very quickly. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, it's sad. It, it'll always be with us, though. Um, anyway, <laughs> and then like, then it's back to Michael and his kills, and oh. adorable older couple with the drone. Um, yeah, loves them. <laughs> that moment when he goes to investigate, and he's like. There's a big fella in the bathroom and he's wearing a monster mask. And she goes, well, what the hell does he want? And he's like, like who gives a <laughs> shit? Call the cop. <laughs> and then he gets his head slammed into the wall. Like Michael was pissed at him. Like, I was just like, this like how great. dare you lock me in here? <laughs> but he must have been um, bandaging up his stump, his fingers. Yeah. In the bathroom. Um, but yeah, another great sequence with creepy Michael moments and two fantastic kills. Like oh. the fluorescent light tube to the throat, which is glorious. I know. Like, and the way he just like lets it go and just drops it on the ground straight afterwards. I don't know. It's almost like a mic drop. It was like, fuck me. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, and then we actually get to see Michael fucking with the dead bodies for the first time. Yeah. Like, I, I like that. I loved how messed up it was. Like the way he uses like the dead dude as the human pincushion for the knives. Like yeah, and as he's dying wife watches in the watching. background. 
and the the camera work on that was so nice like the way it was like out of focus and michael's just in the background and you know you get a little glimpse into just how fucked up michael is again mm-hmm. like and um, the score is fantastic in that scene as well so did well you done. notice that in the scene when they show the old people's house they had a hearse in the front yard i didn't notice that no yeah i was like hey that's a hearse and then it showed the old people i was like oh cool <laughs> quirky yeah. old people i wasn't i'm not a fan i wasn't a fan of all the comedy in this scene that much but i understood like the need for it because you just mm-hmm. witnessed him annihilate a bunch of uh firefighters <laughs> yeah. i guess so i guess that's maybe the reason for the the parts in comedy maybe that's yeah. why danny mcbride was brought on he was like right just, i'm gonna make this film really gory and really brutal you think, need to inject some humor in there otherwise it's gonna be bleak too as much fuck. humor <laughs> too much humor in my opinion i for me i it landed all for me like i really enjoyed the humor in it um as opposed to the first to 2018 which um didn't land at all but this one i don't know what it was it just worked for me yeah um, uh, i think i liked it more the second time around mm-hmm. um but i don't know it still was like okay come on all right die already back to the kills <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, um but then we're yeah. back to another so, weird bar scene um oh, so well, yeah i got a note here from kevin it says he hated okay. how it went from the old guy getting knives in him to a guy with a ventriloquist yeah like, took you out of there like yeah. super quick it was odd and and what was the point for the ventriloquist i don't i don't get that as well, well. And, yeah i didn't i don't <laughs> care for ventriloquists they're creepy <laughs> i don't like them they can get have out you of my seen house dead silence yes i have oh, and i we've got to do a pod on that he be gb'd out <laughs> i love that film that's James Wan at his finest for me. That's so funny. That's so um, funny that you think that's James Wan. <laughs> is it not James Wan? No, it is. But I'm just laughing because I feel like a lot of his other movies are so much better. Oh, no. No, give me Dead Silence over the Conjuring any day. Definitely. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I just love how bizarre it is. Um, speaking of bizarre, I finally watched Malignant. Um, mm, mm, mm. Did we talk about it or not? No, we haven't. Well, oh, a little bit. All right. But you wanted to do okay. a pod on it, didn't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll do a pod on that. But Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's another very bizarre James Wan film. Um, oh, I can't wait to get into that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, something that was that was very bizarre was this weird bar scene. Um, and this is the first time we start to see the mob stuff. And at this point, um, I kind of liked it and was on board with it. Because I was like, oh, it's like a little nod to Halloween 4, you know, which I appreciated. And then, like, you know, Tommy grabs the bat, and I was like, oh, okay, like, maybe he's going to be a badass, you know, um, which he really wasn't. <laughs> um, but then we get we get a little cameo from our favourite kid from H4O. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love his line. She was my number one main best babysitter. I know, he's so cute. <laughs> I was like, oh, bring him back. Let him be in the mob. <laughs> oh. um, but, yeah, like, then you get the uh, the case of the mistaken identity plot. That made me so sad. I'll, I'll get into that too. Yeah, and it's the dude from the asylum that looks like the penguin. Um, yeah, but we touch on it there. Like, there's, he's in the. They think he's in the car. He's this. It's it's not Michael Myers. It's the penguin. And I was like, oh, okay, not so sure on that. But let's see where it goes. Um, and then 
we get to one of my favourite parts of the movie, and that's Little John and Big John in the old Myers house. Really? Are you I serious? I absolutely loved them. Uh, <laughs> I love I thought... the house. <laughs> Honestly, I thought the humour was done so right. I thought it was on point. Like, I just, I loved the line, he stabbed his sister in the tits. That made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I mean, that scene was funny. I did like that scene. I, I loved the him, them telling the scary story to the kids that tricked them. I thought it was so good. Um, and... The the razor and the candies yeah, yeah. paying to Halloween 2. Oh, yeah. Fuck, when that kid goes to the hospital. That. Yeah. The funny thing is, um, for the longest time, I thought that the kid had like um, a bowl of ice in his mouth. And I, was, I couldn't understand like why he was going to the hospital for having a bowl of ice in his mouth, and and obviously it's a razor blade that he's got stuck up there. But I, it must be like the low, the bad quality um, version. Yeah. That I, saw. <laughs> I just thought it was like a huge chunk of ice, not a razor blade. But yeah, that's fucked up to get a razor blade in your mouth like that. I don't know where that rumor even came from. That is the funniest Halloween rumor. Yeah, I mean it must have happened, right? I guess so. We uh... had something here, like. I think it was last year where people were gluing razor blades to like dog treats uh oh no i've heard of that but oh. they were doing it on a like playgrounds oh and, yeah you know, we like, had that too swing sets and like slides and stuff um oh, people are all crazy yeah so fucked up like what are you thinking how is like eh, anyways oh. <laughs> <laughs> i could go on yeah uh, uh, so back to the scene where they're at the bar and the girl goes into her car and it's foggy. Did you notice mm. that? that yeah, it was foggy yeah. Before she got in? yeah. I it was, was like, like oh, Halloween 78. Yeah. yeah. It was like a nod to that. And um, why did they automatically assume it was Michael? This is what I had an issue with. Because, okay, yeah, it said that these people mm-hmm. were um, missing. But did any, did it, it didn't say on the TV what their names were. Why would no. they automatically assume it was Michael Myers? How did they know that he was escaped? Like, had that gone? It, like, that was a little bit of a plot hole for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, maybe because they were just sort of spooked out after Tommy's weird story. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the writing was not good in this film. No, 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 no. <laughs> but um, oh, sorry, back to big. Me. It's all right. Back to uh, Big John and Little John. Um, I also loved their deaths and that whole sequence. Like, I just thought it was creepy but funny, like, with them calling each other, like, Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love it when Little John gets scared of his own reflection in the mirror. Like, <laughs> that's just me. That's just Oh, <laughs> I loved it whenever Big John was like, you know what? And he just starts taking off his jewelry, <laughs> his watch, and his robe. The whole theater was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. And then he's like, I have this knife. <laughs> Big John's, little John's like, I have this knife. And he gets the cheese knife. It was just bizarre, but so funny. It reminded oh. me of like the goofy moments in like Halloween, like four and, and five, maybe. Like, you know, I, I, I appreciated that kind of goofy humor in this film. Nice. Um, well, I'm going to go back to the when the kids were knocking on their door. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the Shamrock logos on the on the uh, masks? 
I didn't see the 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 logos, but obviously I, I noticed that it was a Halloween three mask. Yeah, because they had like the little green clips on the side of them. Um, nice. And the shower. I I was like. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, Big John, Little John. I loved that. Um, I loved the knife under the arm and the eyes gouged out like. And I like the way that Michael set them up together, like in the photo and yeah. put the record on. So let's go back. Okay, let's talk about. So Ash sent me the link about um, people saying that Michael Myers is homophobic because yeah. he, he killed the, you know, two wonderful gay guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew that was going to happen. Kind of after doing some research, it looks like a lot of it was sarcasm. Mm-hmm. But, but are they gonna are they gonna say that Michael doesn't like interracial couples now as well? well and, and then I was gonna <laughs> no. say what I was gonna say is I don't think Michael has the mental capacity to be homophobic, no, or to be racist, no. or to be you know uh, whatever he like the sheriff he sees, says he sees a human and he kills right, it exactly. But on top of that, he laid them out like they were in the photo, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's you know, sweet in a very yeah, disturbing way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was like a mocking thing at all about them being gay. No. I think he, if if it would have been a a, a, um, a straight couple living in that house and they had a photo of them there, he would have posed them the same too. Yeah, like, I, know, I totally it, believe it. It's irrelevant that they're a gay couple completely. It um, and it drives me crazy when people like specifically clatch onto something like that and it's like, guys, straight and gay people, we they they exist. So why are we making such a big deal about <laughs> them being on a movie? Like, yeah, it's normal. Like it's just yeah. a thing. Um, but I do have to say that their taste in decorating that house is phenomenal. Yeah, I oh, fell in the love house looked good. Yeah, every single room that they show, I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, I want to live there so bad." <laughs> <laughs> in the Myers house, but dressed like that, yeah, like definitely. So then I we loved, go. Um, to... I love oh, Big John's little dance as well when he was like smoking the joint. Yeah, he was like put. <laughs> he was like, "No, fuck that! I want to listen to some spooky records." <laughs> like, I would love to listen to spooky records. Yeah, I tried to find that song and I can't find it on Spotify. I need, I need to find it. Um, so, yeah, then we go back to the hospital. Oh, uh, that's right. And I actually really enjoyed this revelation that Michael isn't after Laurie mm-hmm. and that it was the new Loomis that brought Michael there to the house. Like, he's not stalking Laurie. He's not coming to the hospital. You know, Alison said he's the one that brought them together. It was his obsession, not Michael's. Mm-hmm. Like all he wants to do is go home, and I just thought that was brilliant, you know. Also, poor, poor Allison. Allison never actually said grandmother in this. Did you know? <gasps> You're right. She didn't. Not once. I try to tune her out whenever <laughs> she was on the screen, because like any part she was in there was like some of my least favorite parts. Yeah, I mean. Apart from the mob stuff and Tommy Doyle, I thought the worst part about this movie was the Strodes. Um, you know, Alison and Karen, still annoying and unlikable. And Laurie was completely wasted. Like, she spent oh, most of the movie either hobbling around in pain or lying in a hospital bed. Like, Yeah, she... I, I was so disappointed. I understood yeah. why, but... Yeah, I mean, she did her absolute best with the scenes she'd been given, though. 
I mean, oh, she's such a great actor. You know, I love the scene with Hawkins where Ben Tramer gets mentioned. Like, I that makes me smile so much. Um, and then the brief scene with Tommy, like, I actually got, like, emotional just to hear her shout Tommy again. Like, yeah, you know, it's I wish cause... they had more scenes together. I thought it was just a total wasted opportunity. When I uh, first saw it, when I saw it in theaters, I, I took that opportunity, the downtime, to go to the bathroom. And when I came back, she was already out of the hospital bed. So whenever I watched it the second time, I didn't know that Tommy had gone into the room. Yeah, it was and literally I was like, like a oh, 10 wow. <laughs> Yeah. He, and then he say something like, you protected me that night. Now it's yeah. my turn to protect you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I just, and then he, he was gone. And I was like, I wanted, I wanted more of them together. It was such a wasted opportunity. Um, yeah, they, they said that they were going to try and get Paul Rudd to come back and, <laughs> and play him, but it didn't work out. I mean, out. it's not in continuity now anyway, but. Right. Uh, I mean, I think that whoever you put in that role, it wouldn't have mattered whether they were a better actor or not. I think he was a shit, a poorly written character. Yeah. So it wouldn't have mattered if you got Paul Rudd in there, you know. Um, I mean, I love of... Lonnie. Oh, uh, I was about to say, what about Lonnie? Like, I actually liked him in there. I like, I love that actor. Um, I've who, only who recently he? kind of discovered him. I he think this is the a... first thing I've seen him in. He was in Haunting of Hill House. Oh, who do you play and in that? He was the uh, the guy, the caretaker, um, of the of the land. Like he had the little girl. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then he was in Midnight Mass. Oh, cool! I still need to watch that. Oh, so good. Anyways, but yeah, so I really I liked his character. I thought he was really cool. I mean, yeah. there were some questionable things about. His decisions, obviously, but... Well, it's Lonnie, you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought he did such a good job playing that character. Like, he just nailed, like, the sort of washed-up old bully, you mm -hmm. know, like, <laughs> who's turned into sort of kind of a nice guy now because he's been, you know, he's had a bit of humility. Um, And I, can't, I like the fact that him and Tommy are friends now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because sometimes in school, the people that you don't get on with, you end up friends with later in life you know that's quite realistic mm -hmm. um what about lindsey wallace um meh. Nah. i mean she didn't it, do I anything mean, for me it was it didn't make a difference whether she was there or not i was gonna say you know that what I mean? like she, she didn't have like much... she looks like demi moore yeah she does a lot like demi moore it's like she's gone to a plastic surgeon and with a picture of demi moore and gone that's yeah. what i want to look like <laughs> and i didn't care for the nurse either i was like okay yeah they both I mean, they didn't have that much screen time and they didn't have much personality. So it yeah. kind of didn't matter that they were there, you know, like. Um, what about the black couple dressed as the nurse and the doctor? I didn't care for them. I liked them. I thought they had some quite good comedy moments. and I, I liked know, their I, I deaths. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, I also liked the scene where the comedy scene where they were like, oh, he's a doctor and I'm a um, um What was it? He's a nurse and I'm a doctor. Um, and they dressed as the opposite. As the, yeah, um, opposite. <laughs> right. So I loved the playground scene. Um, and that moment, you know, when the kids are on the swing set. So great. And they're saying there's a creepy perv playing hide and seek. Mm -hmm. uh, Satan, not today. That was a great line. Loved I it. <laughs> I thought the kids played it great um, because kids wouldn't be scared if that was happening. They would just think it was funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was yeah. Like, they don't get how 
how dangerous this is and how they're going to get killed. <laughs> Until they see the mask of their friend. Yeah. And then the yeah. realization sets in and they're like, oh. The silver shamrock mask dripping with blood. Very cool. Very um, cool. And also the, hom- the homage to the original film with Marion <sighs> in the car. Uh, the way yeah. Michael jumps over the car and smashes the window with his hand again. Um, I mean, fine. I, you know, I saw it in the trailer. I knew it was going to happen. Um, and then there was a cool like, yeah, this is for Dr. Loomis. Click, click. Like the whole cinema went, no. Like and Kevin groaned. loved that scene. <laughs> he said he loved that scene so much. It was good. Um, and this featured the best kill of the movie, in my opinion, which was the knife to the eye. Oh, yeah. Um, I just thought it was. Too. Oh, was it sick? I just thought it was so simple but effective. Like, like a nice bit of gore. Like I'm not a gore hound by any means. Like I'm quite squeamish, but I thought it was very well done. Like you don't usually get to see the knife go in like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it cuts away or something. Um, and then straight after that, you get the worst kill in the movie with the nurse, where oh, Michael. I love that kill. <laughs> Michael kicks the door, hits the gun, and makes the girl shoot herself. Oh, I, I like, loved it. I was like, yes. <laughs> but then I like it when Lindsay runs and hides, and you get some lovely, creepy shots with some great tension. Oh, like, that whole park vibe. Yeah, it was sick. Like, they use the lighting and the shadows very well in this movie. Like, and I like it when she, she, she sees his reflection in the water. Like mm-hmm. walking along the bridge, like he looks like a floating ghost, you know, with his white mask. Like, looks so good. And then, of course, the the bodies are discovered with the Halloween three masks That's... on. It's great. I, I was like, I knew it was coming because obviously you saw yeah. the trailer. Trailer. But I was like on cloud nine when I saw that. I was so excited. How... I was like, how beautiful is this scene? Yeah. <laughs> In a fucked up way. In a horrible way. I was just like... It was very well shot. It I'm looked like, great. thank you, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for your theatrics. <laughs> think think of how sick, how amazing this movie would have been to see if we hadn't seen a trailer. Right, like, exactly. Imagine if we saw that for the first time on screen. That would have been phenomenal. You I know, really like, wish they didn't put that in the trailer. Yeah, they put way too much in the trailer. Even scenes that weren't in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, but now we get to the part of the movie that is the only major gripe I have with it. Oh, I hate this so, so much. It takes a total nosedive now as Tommy turns up, and we get these horrendously bad mob scenes mm. at the hospital. Evil dies tonight. That whole <laughs> like, scene, I that whole thing I could have done without. Like, oh hell yeah! Uh, so. Kevin and I were talking about it, and and yes, okay, I get that what they were trying to accomplish with it. I get it. And when you're sitting there, you're watching it, you're like, oh, that would never happen. But then you think about that has happened and does happen or does happen. Like we had the capital storm, you know, in January with the whole mob, you know, chanting and all that stuff. I didn't hear about that. What's that? What? No, you, didn't, you didn't hear about all of these Trumpers who stormed the Capitol. Oh, and... sorry. Yeah, of course. Okay, I, I was that. like, how did you not hear about that? <laughs> I didn't. We we don't refer to it as the Capitol. Uh, it's just the White House. Oh, the White House. Sorry, yeah. I should have said this. The White House. My apologies. <laughs> um, so I mean, but it plays on on kind of what's happening now, where they, where the 
where there's no well it's happened in general where there's, they were fe- fed false information from the beginning when they're in the bar and mm-hmm. they're watching the the news and it has the two uh you know mental patients on the screen and so automatically they assume that one of them is michael myers for some reason and so when she sees the guy with the hair um with the long hair the penguin mm-hmm. she says oh it's the guy from the tv blah, blah 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 and so when the guy comes in like that's when they all just start freaking out and that really pissed me off yeah i mean up until this point this movie was like a 10 out of 10 for me and i was loving it but i just thought the hospital scenes were like dumb and unrealistic like and i felt that the plot kind of lacked direction mm-hmm. and some of the characters felt unrealistic and it was definitely b-movie vibes at this point like mm-hmm. all the extras and that like <laughs> when tommy's doing his big speech and he's like evil dies tonight and the woman just goes evil dies tonight i know oh my god what is happening now that whole scene was just a train wreck it was just garbage yeah. um, the, i just the weird social and political commentary as well like you don't need that in a slasher horror movie like it just felt so out of place and unnecessary like the bit when laurie says like you're all fucking sheep or something like, yeah oh, really like what are we trying to say here? Yeah, this is a Michael Myers slasher film. You know, <laughs> what are you trying to say? Like, it was just such a dip in the movie for me. Yeah. Like, I was like, so disappointed the way that the movie just turned into some sort of like weird morality message getting shoved down your throat. Yeah, you know, this is a trashy horror movie. It's way too preachy and self righteous. Just and then I mean, she just talks about how like Michael's poisoned all their minds and. You know, this is his greatest accomplishment, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I see what you guys are trying to do. Are they, are they trying to compare him to Trump? <laughs> is that what they were, were they comparing Michael Myers to Trump? Is that what they were doing? Might as well. Oh, I come like, on. I like Michael Myers better than I like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I'd rather have him over to dinner than fucking Trump. For that's real. For sure. Like, at least, you know, we'd get some <laughs> kind of cool stuff happening. But yeah, the chasing the mental patient scene just went on for too long as too well. Too long. Way too long. Like, and then he jumps out the window, and then we get some super over the top gore. I mean, yeah. fine, okay. But honestly, like, if ever I watch this again, that whole sequence, I'll just like Skip. fast forward it because yeah, it, it it does nothing for me. It it brings nothing to the movie really. And, and it just it just pissed me off, and it made me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I yeah. felt bad for the mental patient yeah, and i yeah. knew he was gonna jump out the window and then like the sh- sheriff or whatever that guy was with the cowboy hat just like sits down and just like basically <laughs> gives up and i'm like he's like looking at his hat all trampled on the floor and he's like that was my favorite cowboy hat yeah <laughs> and i'm like okay so who and then, and then my logic brain kicks in it's like who's gonna be responsible for the death of this guy are these all, all these people going to get arrested yeah you know point. like what's gonna happen like that is terrible and then you know we move on um yeah. i don't i didn't like the fact that um allison decides to just go or i didn't like the fact that they all wanted to go hunt him i was like i get it yeah. but and then she goes along and i'm like there's no way that i would let my child or yeah, anybody's I mean, child yeah it is stupid, but like, it's fine because the movie gets back on track there. Yeah, then it gets <laughs> like, back on track. Yeah. So Lonnie, Car- Cameron, and Allison, they head over to the Myers house, and the movie just takes off again. Like, Oh, yeah. Uh, Lonnie dies off screen. 
uh, I got a fantastic meme that I sent you when he yeah. was going in the house. Yeah, of, like a, a forced ghost, Doctor Loomis. Uh, he should have said, "Hey, Lonnie, get your ass away from there." <laughs> <laughs> I just love that that he he stands at the front door and he's like giving the thumbs up like that. I'm going in after yeah. all these years. It's like, yeah, you lasted what five seconds in that house, oh, guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and then we get the great sequence in the house with Michael, and I got my wish. Cameron died in the most brutal way. Brutal. Michael made him suffer, and I loved every minute. Like, it was so good. <laughs> like, smashing his head through those banisters, like... And then... Um, and he's still not dead, and then he's he's coming down the stairs. There was a moment, actually, when, I... when he steps down the stairs, and then the score kicks in. I yeah. was like, oh! <laughs> oh, shit. I closed I my eyes throughout that whole scene. <laughs> Both times. And then um, obviously he's still alive, and he and she's like, "Oh, he's still alive." And he just looks at him and goes, "Well, he's not anymore, is he?" And just fucking twists <laughs> his head. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> it's funny because in that group on Facebook, the Halloween fans group, I've seen loads of people going, "Oh, poor Cameron!" Like I, I couldn't watch that scene. I cried when he died and all this. And everyone's like, "Haven't you forgot what a piece of shit he was in 2018? Oh, like he cheated on his girlfriend and gaslighted her." For a phone in some cheese dip, you know, like <laughs> the guy was a piece of shit and he had it coming, you know, like Yeah, and and so what kind of partially bothered me was that it felt like Michael was just playing with um Allison. Like I feel like if he really wanted to kill her, he would have just killed her. So I was like, I don't understand yeah. the But he but he loves to fuck with people though. Yeah, I mean, I mean why didn't he kill Lonnie? Because he wanted to fuck with him. He wanted him yeah. to grow up be terrified of the boogeyman <laughs> you know like he, he just has those moments where he thinks i'm not going to kill this this person because i want to make them really scared you know like i want to yeah. you know i just i like that and then obviously karen comes along and pitchforks michael in the back and takes his mask and that was a great scene so like, i i need to talk about karen real quick um <laughs> Back at the hospital, there's a scene where I think it's uh, Hawkins is talking about when he's like looking out the window or whatever or something. Mm -hmm. And it like zooms in on Karen and it kind of goes black around her. And then she grabs for her mom's hand. Did you notice that part? No. And then like, I don't know, there there's something about Karen and Michael Myers that I think they're trying to hint at. And I'm oh, not sure what no, it is. Really? I think so. I could be wrong, of course. Oh, do you think there's going to be some sort of twist where they're, like, related? I don't know, and that's what I'm thinking. Um, but I'll talk more about it once we get closer mm. to the end. Um, but, yeah, she comes, she stabs him with that pitchfork, which, you know, pays tribute to uh, Big John saying, next time I'm going to have a picture, <laughs> I'm going to bring the pitchfork. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think now. Um if that pays homage to any of the other Halloween films where Michael uses a pitchfork, but I think it's Friday 13th part two that I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he uses a pitchfork. Um, but yeah, so she, she takes her ma his mask and then mm -hmm. sets him up. Uh, gotcha. Which, you know? <laughs> I kind of thought it was kind of cool. I was okay with that. Yeah, I, like, I liked right. it. I, I, I liked the, the part before that where the score was booming and Michael was just mm -hmm. like, pacing like very quickly to catch up with her through the neighborhood i was like oh this is cool i like this a lot yeah and, then... and she's acting like she's like this like damsel in distress yeah. and... 
And then you get Sheriff Brackett with that line. Hey, yeah. Michael, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I kind of like that. They're like, okay, I could deal with that. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the beat down, you know, Haddonfield versus the shape. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- apparently there's a woman with an iron yep. in that scene. And I- I've watched it twice and I still didn't pick I up on it. I saw her in the second time. I didn't see her um, the first time. I think it's because that's the moment where um, the Sheriff Brackett delivers that line. Yeah. And you, you're looking at him. I think she's to the far like left. She is, yeah. Um, but yeah, that is quite funny. <laughs> but this whole thing right here is where is where I start to like it because I'm like, okay, he already killed the nurse. He already mm-hmm. killed Lonnie. He didn't kill Lindsay. Lindsay got away, so we'll see what's gonna happen with her in the next. Oh one. yeah, what happened to Lindsay? They don't say anything about her after she's at the hospital, and that's it. Let's oh. go. Okay, well, I hope she's like she gets better in the the next one because she was pretty bland in in this one. Yeah, and then <laughs> they just nice, start... nice to have one of the original characters back again. You know, yeah. that's cool. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, just... Michael gets his ass beat in this, like until he plays dead and then fucks them all up. Um, and Tommy gets killed with old Huckleberry. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Funny. The whole way through, he's like, oh, I'm going to use this bat. I'm going to kill him. It's like, no, you're going to die by that bat, mate. <laughs> oh, I know. I was so excited. That I mean, that's <laughs> terrible to say, but I was pretty excited about that scene. Um, yeah. I mean, I as far like, as okay. Tommy goes in this, though, like, I hated his character in this, but I I like the actor and... I like the the character. I like the way he played the character of Tommy because the way that he delivered some of the lines, like about the boogeyman, you know, like mm-hmm. it was straight out of that kid's mouth from the first film. You mm-hmm. know, like I was like, okay, he's really sort of nailed playing a grown up version of that kid. You know, I mm-hmm. like. I liked it too. Um, yeah. So that whole part, this was so funny. They're all like taking turns, and then so, <laughs> and then they're like. Karen, go be with your daughter, blah, blah, blah. And you see her and she takes that knife and she stabs him. Something yeah. changes in her, like right there, in my opinion. You, you've got some mad theories about Karen. I know, I you? do. I'm sorry. They're probably I all know. wrong. I mean, I, I didn't pick up on that. I just thought it was sort of setting up her death at the end, you know, like. Yeah. Um, well, so when she goes back to um well the Myers house yeah back to the Myers house and she sees you know Michael as a little boy in the window yeah and then she starts going upstairs and she Mm -hmm. like looks out the window and then he comes up behind her I don't think Mm -hmm. she's dead I hope she is I don't think she is (laughs) I don't want to see her anymore I'm sick of her um but yeah the movie ends very briefly there um bit of a monologue in the background from Laurie as well um, but did you know how the movie was originally meant to end? No. So originally, in the end scene, Karen was meant to be on the phone to Laurie um, while she stood there. And then she can hear Michael killing her. Oh. And then Michael picks up the phone and listens to Laurie and breathes down it like in the original. And Aww. then Laurie picks up the knife and walks down the hospital hallway. And that's the scene you see in the trailer that everyone's like, it Why wasn't did- in the movie. Why didn't they do that? That's so, so awesome. The reason why that, that scene um, was cut and it, the ending was changed was apparently uh, Halloween ends picks up four years oh, after Oh, that's kills. right. 
that's what so that kind of ending wouldn't lead on properly like we would have expected a direct continuation of that night and laurie going after him you know so that's why it was changed okay Um, it was quite noticeable that it was a strange ending yeah Um, well before before the ending you know michael destroys all those people and (laughs) that that was kind of a cool scene mm, yeah when they're all fighting and then tommy dies i really liked that scene you know yeah it was a nice little nice little treat before it ended i'm so interested to see what they do with the next one and where we'll be in four years time like down the line yeah me too will will michael have a new mask you know like where has he been for four years did he get captured again you know so many questions and i'm really excited for it um i mean other things that i loved in this obviously the score yes um, i haven't stopped listening to it since i came out of the cinema i put it on in my car and drove home like i and it's been on a loop the whole time i controversially i think it's the best halloween score next to the original yeah i just i love it so much um the cinematography was nice, you know, nice lighting. Some of the cinematography I didn't like, but some a lot of it I did. There were some choppy parts for me, but that's okay. Yeah. Like, oh, I the editing. Yeah, yeah. I was just talking about the cinematography, the way that it looks. Like, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks beautiful. But, yeah, there was some bad editing choices in it, that's, definitely. Yeah, definitely there. But, um, um, pretty jarring at points, especially like, uh, like Kevin said with the, the dummy after that <laughs> mm-hmm. and then yeah there was some strange editing choices um what was your favorite scene <sighs> my favorite scene would have probably had to be the firefighter scene oh, just really? whenever he just walks out of the house oh yeah that shot of him stood there on the porch and then he's like soaking wet and then yeah the, there's, there's a fire, fire around him water. yeah, yeah that like... part just got my heart pumping just so yeah. fast it was iconic that scene like mm. the, just that shot of him stood there and he just you could tell he was so pissed off mm-hmm. like it was just like everyone's gonna die now yeah <laughs> it was cool i mean mine has got to be the opening flashback scene like i just watched that over and over again yeah that i was just really i thought it was just stunning and um, he said and then, that he shot his partner and he yeah. just felt so bad <laughs> yeah it was just so good um, and then obviously it leads into those opening credits, which mm-hmm. I fucking love so much. So that whole opening for me was just amazing. Yeah, I could watch this movie again, be fine. I would yeah. skip through the bar scene and I would skip through the hospital yeah. uh, mob yeah. scene and yeah. I would be fine. That, yeah, those, those I, I, were I'm my the same. Complaints. Yeah, I, I'm so glad that we think the same of this movie. <laughs> I actually because... kind of thought you were going to hate it, to be yeah. honest. A lot of my friends are surprised that I like it. Um, I've had, um, obviously, Ryan Horn and John Howard, they messaged me and said, you know, what did you think? And I'm pretty sure that John Howard didn't like it. And I don't think Ryan liked it that much either. And they were shocked that I liked it so much. <laughs> like, everyone thought I was going to hate it. Um, but no, it just, honestly, it, it just did it for me. It ticks all five of my horror movie must-haves yeah you know, got the aesthetic check atmosphere check soundtrack check absolutely loved it um, memorable and likable characters check good kills definitely oh, some of definitely. the best in the franchise you know oh, they were so um, good they were so creative 
Absolutely. I mean, overall thoughts, honestly, I loved it. And for me, it's one of the best in the franchise. Okay, that's my next question was, where do you rank it? Because we've been seeing a lot of people ranking the movies. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's in my top five movies in the Halloween franchise. Okay. Um, it's definitely going to be like an October regular watch now. Yeah. I'm, I might even sure. watch it for a third time before the month's out. I might like, too. <laughs> <laughs> like when I finished watching it last night, was it last night? I can't remember. Yeah, it was last um, night. But I was, I could stop thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch that movie again tomorrow. Like I just, I love it so much. Yeah, we watched um, it on Tuesday again. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it the second time. Like my friends, none of my friends liked it. Really? <laughs> my friend Baldo, he he had really horror seen, fans. Not really. He hadn't really seen no. any of the other ones, mm-hmm. and he just thought it was kind of stupid. And I was like, yeah, okay. I, I can see that. I mean, the the crowd that I was with, like, I, I, one guy was going, "Oh, that was so cheesy, wasn't it?" As he was walking out, and I was like, you know what? It was cheesy, but. That's why I loved it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it but it's like cheesy, a good cheese. But it was violent, you know. Uh, but it did everything for me, you know. It thrilled me. It made me smile. It scared me. It yeah, shocked me. Same. It made me laugh. It made me nostalgic. It gave me chills and goosebumps. You know, it surprised me, and I just had such a good time with it. Um, I'd say fuck the haters, you know. I recommend yeah, for it for sure. Um, but probably only for hardcore fans of the original. Um, you know, because technically it's not a very good movie for the casual viewer. You know, aside from a few cool kills and some nice looking shots, there's not much on offer here in terms of like story and plot. Right. But for me, who doesn't really care about these things, I loved it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it looked and sounded pretty and it satisfied me with some great kills and likable characters, you know. Um, and honestly, I think this movie might become a cult classic amongst Halloween fans. I think uh, so too, because a lot of people... Yeah we're ranking it it was like halloween one two and then uh they would rank this one higher than of course 2018 because i would too oh yeah somebody ranked halloween three like all the way at the bottom i was like that person Uh, is not ever going to be my friend (laughs) listen i've i don't even count halloween three in it so it should not be ranked amongst these movies in my opinion you can't compare them it's not but anyway (laughs) um (laughs) But it, yeah, it's so funny to see how divided the fan base is over this. Like that Halloween fans group on Facebook are going nuts. Uh, like, oh yeah, they're like, oh maybe we should give uh, Rob Zombie Halloween Two a better chance because this movie wasn't <laughs> nearly as good as that one. And well, I hadn't seen it, but Kevin told me about it, and I was like, oh, that all sounds stupid. I I really like the Rob Zombie Halloween movie. Do you? Yeah, very much. Well, like you told them. me that like um, the mom comes back as a ghost in the second one. Yeah, it's it's crazy. There's like a white horse and shit. Um, <laughs> but we'll get to that. I can't wait till we get to those ones. I liked the the first one. I did. Yeah, the yeah, kills were cool. Yeah, it actually reminded me a lot of the Rob Zombie movies. This one because it was of how brutal it was. You know, yeah. like the kills, so brutal. It reminded me of them. Um, but you know, pe- people in that group. They're saying like, oh, it has no plot, has stupid characters, it's too bloody, the acting's horrible. And it's like, have you ever watched a slasher movie before? <laughs> like, that's kind no. of the point. <laughs> I mean, like, the actors weren't 100% fantastic in the original, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know what these people are smoking. Yeah. Um, 
what did so what did Kevin think of the film? Because I'm oh, genuinely curious. He did. He loved it. He he had I mean he his thoughts exactly the same as ours. Oh, that's so sick. I, I kind of thought level. so. Like when he liked my post that I was mm-hmm. watching Halloween Kills again, I was like, that dude liked that film. Like yeah. I I think he did. But then Right, this isn't a dig at Kevin at all, but before the movie even came out, he hasn't seen it, but he's already bought the mask, which is fair enough, he's going to wear it for Halloween, Mm -hmm. but he bought the t-shirt as well. Mm -hmm. Now, what happened if he didn't like the movie? Like, I'd never... still would have... I'd never buy merch for a movie I'd not (laughs) seen yet, in case it sucked. Would have worn it. He doesn't care. Yeah, okay, cool. Because I I once did that. He has a jersey of a football player that's no longer in his team anymore so right <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think he cares too much because i once did that when i went to see a band i went to a, a gig once and my friend's band was supporting a band called the blackout they're like a welsh emo band and um i hadn't heard of the band before i was just there to see my friends supporting them and before the gig had even started i went up to the merch table and the the blackout had these t-shirts that had like uh, Frankenstein's monster and their logo and it was all like cool and bright like do you remember those old school like mm-hmm. emo shirts that were like really bright colors mm-hmm. and I was like oh that t-shirt's amazing and so I bought it and I just like put it on over my other shirt as you do um <laughs> gig and then stood and watched the band and they came on and as they started playing I was like I don't like this band at all. That is <laughs> I was hilarious. Stood there, stood there wearing this shirt, like this band suck. <laughs> that so sucks. I learned the lesson, and I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't buy merch from something I hadn't seen or heard before. <laughs> so that was yeah, just but, a curiosity for me. I mean, any Halloween movie, whether it's good or bad, with Michael Myers, you're gonna you, like. Yeah, you know what? You, you're fucking right. I'd buy a like Halloween it. Five like, T-shirt. Okay. I don't care. Come on. I might draw the line at a resurrection shirt. I don't know if I buy one of them, but <laughs> you've a very good point. Um, but I want a kills mask now as well after watching that movie. I know. Like it looks so good. Um. So yeah, ranking in the timeline, I'd obviously put it above 2018, but beneath 1978. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, nothing's ever going to compare to 1978. No. Wow. Well, wait till we see ends. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> Who knows yeah. what kind of a shit show will be I still? <laughs> I mean, I'm really excited about it, but um, it's weird because like I was I was low key excited for kills, but my expectations were so low that I think that might have helped. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now my expectations are so high for ends. Maybe I'm not gonna like it that much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see that this time next year we we, we will know, I guess. But uh, unless you've got anything else you want to say, that about does it for this episode. Oh, I think uh, so. Just... And the, this Halloween franchise timeline in general, as yeah. we bid adieu to the Halloween films for now, but put a pin in it and we'll return to it next year when the conclusion to this timeline, Halloween Ends, is released. Yeah, and um, I would recommend it to people. I mean, if you don't want to go to theatres, if you live in America, stream it on Peacock. If you want yeah. to go, I, I was fine. I liked having the theatrical experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as I described, it wasn't. It was kind of hell, my experience. Yeah, but at the same time, true. I enjoyed it. Um, just because I was watching Michael Myers, and it was great. Um, but yeah, seeing it a second time at home was sort of sealed the deal for me. And I was like, yeah, I really like this film. Um, 
but yeah, what what are your thoughts? And I'm sure you've got very different thoughts to us. So comment on I, d- I don't know what what you do on social media. <laughs> do you comment on a, a post somewhere? Comment on or, a post. You can yeah. DM us. Oh yeah, DM us and we'll chat about it. Yeah, yeah. and then we'll mention your opinions on the next show. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So send next us episode. Memes. <laughs> yeah, send us a meme. I've got some great memes. That are oh yeah, I know you do. So <laughs> going to put that Lonnie one up tomorrow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, next episode we will be embarking on a new horror franchise, starting with my favourite movie of all time, Scream. Yes. And make sure you've watched that movie. Ready to come back to join us for that discussion next episode. And um, thank you everybody out. for listening. Send us some suggestions for what movies we should do. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Email us, contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com. Shout out to all our regular listeners and friends of the pod. John Howard, Terror Society, the hardest man to please in horror, Ash Bowker. Um, I'm dying to hear his thoughts about this film. Yeah. Um, Outro musical genius, Daniel Cox. And his lovely partner, Ella Lineker. Super fan, Ryan Horn, who got visited for a third time by David Arquette, but didn't see him. <laughs> we need a David Arquette intro for the Scream episode. Come on, Ryan. Don't let us down. <laughs> I'll shout out to my sister who she hasn't seen the movie yet, but <laughs> I don't think she's gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to know her thoughts actually. Does she really oh, like the original? Yeah. She does, yeah. yeah. Um hold on real quick, I'll tell us a quick story. So on Saturday, my mom and some of our friends that we grew up or I grew up with came and I went and had lunch with them. And my mom's all like, oh, have y'all listened to Ashley's podcast? And I was like, oh, my God, Mom. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I love these got... people, but they are very, like, you know. Uh, they don't want to hear a weird British man swearing his head off and talking about horror. <laughs> they're, they're not horror fans. And yeah, no, they're I... like, no. And my mom's like, oh, it's so great. Even if you don't watch the movies, you should listen to them. And I'm like, mom, it's oh, pointless she's so to watch the list. She's sweet. I, I love your mom. <laughs> I love her so much. I just was so embarrassed, though. I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm awkward right now. Yeah. It's funny, actually, because when I find that, like, people I know in real life listen to this, I get a bit embarrassed. Does that sound strange? Yes. Well, when my <laughs> sister, like, even said, like, that she looks forward to it, I was, like, uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh, that just shows how much she loves you. She just I loves know. hearing your voice. No, she doesn't. Uh, she probably likes hearing your voice better than mine. <laughs> oh no, no one, no one wants to hear this. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, actually, so... fun, funny. The stats on this show, like ninety percent of listeners are in America. Like hardly any British people listen to this. Oh, weird. Yeah, Come on, so British all... people. Yeah, no one likes me. It's all your family and friends. Um, yeah, shout out to um. A, a lovely yank, Field Mouse, who did the theme tune. Um, Sadie and Katie at Welcome to Horrorland. So Sadie is hopefully going to be on the next episode for I the Scream so. Scream episode. So fingers crossed that all we can get our schedules lined up and she can be on. Uh, but yeah, Welcome to Horrorland. Go to their Instagram. They've got loads of cool horror merch on there. Um, I've just bought a Texas Chainsaw Massacre t-shirt that they've done. Nice. It's so sick. Um what else have they got? Oh, they've got um the one hundred percent cotton T-shirt. You know the red. Oh t-shirt. yeah. Uh, that's, that's on sale right now I for like get ten quid. Um, so sick. They've got some great stuff on there. So go check them out. But yeah, we'll be discussing uh, the Scream Five trailer with Sadie. She's got some crazy theories. Um, 
Doc Longy on Instagram. Go give him a follow. He's putting out merch now. Um, MF Doom shirt. Uh, what else has he got? Sopranos. Uh, The Meme King, Owen Smith, who has been sharing some of his latest paranormal experiences with me. And that dude lives in a more haunted house than me. Like, his stories are bone-chilling. Okay, well, Uh, then he's he's needs to come on and just have one whole story time. Yeah, well, I've already said to him, we've got to get you on the pod to tell these stories, man. So we'll have to do, like, a paranormal activity pod, and he can Mm -hmm. come on and share his stories with us. Yes. Um, Because there's some wild shit that goes on in his house. Um, (laughs) Go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, including all of our socials and where you can listen to the show. We're on um, Stitcher now. Uh, you got Ryan Horn to thank for that. I didn't know what it was until he said we needed to get on it. So we're on that. Um, there at horrorhomeschool.com, you'll also find a link to Ashley's Etsy. Just buy scroll some merch. All, yeah, scroll all the way to the bottom and click on merch. And you can buy your very own Horror Homeschool merch. Um, oh, I, I will give a shout out to my friend Mangel, who is doing all the vinyl of our logo on the shirts. She's awesome. She also yeah, has a, sick. She has her own um, Etsy. You can look her up on Hello, I'm May on Instagram. And Oh, I follow her on Instagram. Oh, do you? That's yeah. cool. She just did um, a Beetlejuice t-shirt, right? Yeah, she gave me one and for babysitting her child, and it's awesome. So soft. That's cool. Yeah, go and buy some merch. And um, you got 20% off still, right? Yep. Uh, so you go to the your car and type in thank you, all capital, one word, and you'll get 20% off some Horror Homeschool merch. Woo-hoo. So, yeah, and if you buy one, make sure to take some pictures, Please. send them us, and we'll post them on our Instagram and Facebook. Um, I think uh, our outro musician, Daniel Cox, has got, has got a special custom tea on the way, right? Yep, he sure does. Sick. Um so go over to um, leallegacy.com as well uh, to check out our Skeleton Crew boys over in Nashville, Tennessee for podcasts and merch. And go to offbrandmusic.com for the music. And send in your comments and questions. Feel free to DM us on Facebook or Instagram or email us, contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com. Personal social media stuff, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And me at underscore Baberham Lincoln underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, evil dies tonight.